Welcome once again to There's Just Something About Kansas City. I'm Frank Bolt as we take a positive look at this wonderful town we live in and the people, places, and things that make it so. And one of those people is sitting directly across from me. I'm going to be nice to her now because she's going to tell you some really bad stories about me as we go along. Is Kathy Nelson, who is the president and CEO of the Kansas City Sports Commission. Used to be known as the Greater Kansas City Sports Commission, but now Kansas City Sports Commission and all the wonderful things you're doing in town. And welcome. Thank you. Yeah. I also serve as CEO for Visit KC. Okay. Which is the convention and visitors arm, tourism arm for the city. So I have I wear two hats. You Kansas you have city. to. Yeah. You know what? And and we'll talk about Kevin Gray a, a little bit as we go along here. You you are a master juggler. Okay, you are a person who knows how to uh, multitask, as we say these days. And he was a master multitasker as well. And I'm sure you learned some things from here. But uh, let's talk a little bit about Kathy Nelson, not just from the Kansas City Sports Commission, but from before. You are a Kansas City girl. Yes. Woman, I should say, uh, from the Northeast, right? Up around uh, 52nd Street? Up in the Northland? Yeah, Yeah, right by Worlds of Fun. Oh, my gosh. So talk a little bit about your upbringing and, uh, you know, how this all came about. True Kansas City girl through and through. My dad worked for TWA for 48 years. Wow. And my mom was at Western Auto for many, many years, decades. She was the HR director for Western Auto in that downtown pie-shaped building. Yes, the one that's now apartments. Yes. Yes. And then she went on to Feral Gas and Liberty, where she retired from. But, yes, born and raised uh, in Kansas City, attended Winnetonka High School right by Worlds of Fun, grew up on 52nd Street where there were no sidewalks, but very hilly and very unsafe, and we rode our bicycles <laughs> everywhere we could. Um, but, you know, just fantastic upbringing, and I now live back in the Northland, so truly Kansas City is home. Yeah, you went full circle. You went right yes. back home, yeah. right to the neighborhood almost, right? Yeah, we're on the west side right. of the Northland now, but yes. Yeah, you have a you have a couple brothers, I think. Is I that, do. Right? Tell me about yeah. your two brothers. I hear they're not doing too poorly either, are they? Yes. Uh, um, my brother Jeff, my middle brother, um, travels in, internationally. He's in the medical sales field, and then my younger brother Steve also still lives in the Northland and uh, works in sales. So we all live about four miles apart now. Oh, you're it's kidding. funny how it comes full circle. We talk every day. But uh, to live that close to them where we can say, you know, come over for lunch, come over for dinner, let's go play golf, whatever. It's kind of cool now to, to still live that. My dad has passed, but my mom's still living. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of family time. And we, we um, lived in Lenexa for about 25 years when I met my husband and lived close to his family, his parents. Your husband, Lance. Yes, mm-hmm. my husband, Lance. And so, Good guy. I know. And you knew me as Kathy Mueller. How I know that. that. And we're getting ready to celebrate 28 years of marriage. And you knew <laughs> oh, me. Oh, I remember that. when you were Kathy Mueller. Or I yes. that girl. Yes, that girl, Chiron yeah. Kathy, right? Chiron Kathy yeah. back in the day. But, yeah, uh, yeah it's funny because look at your brothers. They've sort of scattered a little bit. And all of a sudden, they're back, back. in Kansas City. It's yeah. a tough place to leave, you know? It is, and it's there's something about this place that draws you here. I have nieces and nephews, and now they're back in here. My kids are not back yet, but 
hopeful in the future I'll see my girls back in Kansas City someday. But it, it's fun to see our family grow and expand and really have an impact on our city. We'll talk about you two girls a little bit as well. They were both, they were both volunteers for a long time, right? Of course, they were probably yes. the whip was cracked right. at that time. Yes, you will do this. <laughs> no, you will do this. Honest, we you call will. that voluntold. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like that. Yes. I like Don't that. Don't say yeah. volunteer. Yes. Yeah, to talk about the, the girls. Yeah, well, you remember when they were both born. Um, mm-hmm. Our daughter Haley is now 27, wow. and she lives in Vancouver. Washington, um, but she, growing up, has always been a great voluntold person where she helped us when we formed Win for KC at the Sports Commission. She was instrumental in that. Even though she was six and seven years old, we did that, knowing the impact we could have on her life. And then our daughter, Hannah, is 24 and lives in Dallas now. She just graduated from UCF in Orlando with her second master's degree and she works for the WNBA in Dallas. So oh, it's wow. great. And our daughter Haley up in Washington works in the beer hops industry and marketing agency. But she works for the Portland Sports Commission and <laughs> volunteers gosh. for them and helped them start their own win for KC in Portland called She Flies. And then our daughter Hannah volunteers for the Dallas Sports Commission. So they're very much entangled in the sports commission world we have. Do you think either one will branch out and be do what you do, exactly you what know, you do? I think Hannah, potentially. Hannah's worked in college athletics for about seven years and now is in professional sports. Right. And she had an opportunity to work for the Orlando Sports Commission and then also for Dallas Sports Commission. And she said, you know, I understand the sports commission world. I get it. I need to learn a few other things but maybe her career will end up back. And who knows, maybe she'll replace me someday. Oh, gosh, that'd be amazing. I don't think anybody can replace you. Uh, but I'll, I'll just say that for now, okay, because we're getting to some bad parts here about <laughs> me. So I'm trying to make myself look as good as I possibly can. So you go to Truman State. Yes. Or you went to Truman State. Yes. And what? Where where was your where'd your sports background yeah. pick up? Did you participate at yeah. Winnetonka? Oh yeah. Did you play and do all yeah. those things? Yeah, growing up, um, you know, being a daughter of a very athletic father uh, who played basketball in college, it was kind of expected, I think, even though it was never pushed. But um, I attended a Lutheran school, kindergarten through eighth grade, and it was just always a you you play sports like that's an opportunity, and mm-hmm. our school is really small. So it was really fun for me to be able to have that opportunity to lead through sport at a young age. Um, I also have, there's something that happened in my seventh, eighth grade time span that left an imprint mark on my life that I look back now, and I've shared this with my mom many times, but I, I played on the girls' basketball team, mm-hmm. and we would leave right after school and get bussed over to wherever we were playing, and then a little bit later, the boys' team would arrive, but the girls' team, the seven of us, had to change our uniform to put on a cheerleading outfit, not a skirt, <laughs> but we would wear our basketball shorts that were very ugly and put on a different T-shirt or something, and we were expected to stay and cheer for the boys. Didn't really think that much about it at the time, but I overheard my dad. I was in the bleachers, overheard my dad speaking to our principal and said, you know, if, if the girls have to stay and cheer for the boys— I think the boys should arrive early and applaud the girls. And the next week, the boys team were on the bus with us and sat in the stands. And maybe they didn't cheer, but at least they were there to support us. And I think about that now all the time about 
I mean, he got it right back at in a the, very yeah. I did, you know, I won't tell the year, but a long time ago, where he understood the importance of equity. Yes. And now I think about that, and I want my girls to appreciate and understand that, right? And that, and so yes, I've always had a sports background, but I also had parents that provided opportunities for us to listen, learn, and lead through sport. Yeah. So when they did that, how did that impact your social life uh, at all? That the boys were mad at you and you know, yell at you. I, and I have no idea. <laughs> My dad didn't know that I heard him say that. Oh wow. I don't know that anyone heard. Yeah. I never said anything. I know that our principal made that change, and and our girls' team, I never told my teammates that, hey, my dad made sure the boys came. I didn't want my dad to know that I heard that. Right. And it just, the change happened, and I kind of knew the backstory to it. Did the boys ever know? I have no idea. Okay. Never talked about it. Yeah. They showed up, and... Yeah, we. I mean, I every once in a while I think, gosh, I should call my seventh and eighth grade classmates to see if they really <laughs> if they knew, knew what happened. That yes. my dad was involved, but and, and you know maybe the principal had already considered doing that. But it was it was very much a surreal moment and a and a lesson for me to when you see something, say something. Yeah, that's a wonderful lesson for a young woman too. Yeah, you know, as you look at what's going on these days and you know people getting out in front of these things and you know. Yeah. Equality and the whole thing. Yeah, I yeah, think that was really important. My dad wasn't like, this has to happen. We have right. to do this. But he very quietly led by example sure. and said something. And like I said, I overheard the conversation by accident Wow. and made that change. So I, I think about that a lot in my career of how am I providing that equity? Yeah, and that has that really has surrounded your whole career. That's part of yeah. your building block of your career, correct? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I studied chemistry in college. Oh, good Lord. I didn't <laughs> so know that. So this all makes sense. Oh, my gosh. Right? So, so when, you yeah. got, when you graduated from Truman, what, what were you going to do? What was your, your ambition at that time? Well, my junior year in college, I had done my student teaching at Winnetonka. It, w- it was not great. I did not enjoy that experience. I am not cut out to be a teacher. That's an extremely hard career, and I <laughs> did not see that path for me. And one of my upper-level chemistry class um, professors, I remember saying, you know, w- what could I do? What would I do with this? And there were maybe 12 in our class at that time. And I re- he said to me, you know, I, you're a girl. I don't know what to do with you. But I know he did not tell the boys in my class that. They were being encouraged to apply at NASA and, you know, to work in other industries and go to Ford with chemical engineering and do all kinds of great things. I was always encouraged to teach. And nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. That was not the career for me. So I was working overnight at the radio station in Kirksville, Missouri as Chatty Cathy. (laughs) Boy, I tell you what. They knew exactly how to uh, nickname you at uh, at that radio station in Kirksville. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the television and radio professor at the time, his name was Johnny Langley, and he came to me about that whole pivotal time for me, and he said, have you ever thought about television and radio as a career? And that's all it took. And I said, no, but tell me more. And I switched. That was a you switch majors at yep. that time. What year were you? Uh, junior. You were a junior, going mm-hmm. into your junior year. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect time to switch a guy to chemistry. I'll guarantee you that much. <laughs> yeah. I, the only two courses I ever failed in my life for a semester were physics and calculus. Oh yeah, the only two. Fun. Just I'm you know, just going math or something. And my I brother's and my brother's an electrical engineer, so he got all that, Crazy. and then I got the chatty Kathy. 
See, See I, I got that chatty Kathy. And we so. turned out okay. Yeah, I, well, I guess we did. I'm, I'm not sure. You certainly did. There, there's no doubt. Okay, so you graduate from school. Then what? Um, I had done an internship at Channel 4. It was NBC. It was WDAF-TV. Right, right. You were there. Al was there, Al Wallace. Um, the news director was Joyce Reed. Oh, yeah. So I had interned under Barry Morris. Yeah. And out of school, trying to figure out my next steps. Am I going to go back to Kirksville? Am I going to go to some small town station in Texas? What do I do? Had resumes out there, waiting on phone calls, just digging up whatever I could. I wasn't really keen on going into radio, but I thought I could go that path as mm -hmm. well. And was working at Bitterman's Candy Store downtown <laughs> for a part-time gig, and Cynthia Smith walked in. Oh, my god! And she remembered me right away, and she's like, hey, what are you doing here? I'm like, I, I'm trying to figure out where that path is going to take me. And she said, we have an opening on the um, news desk, and that was a Wednesday. And Joyce called me Wednesday night when Cynthia got into the office. Cynthia came in to order Jordan almonds. I will never forget a half pound of Jordan almonds oh, changed wow. my life. And she said, well, let's see. We need somebody here. And you, you remember that little bitty desk oh, next yeah. to the assignment desk? Uh -huh. And Joyce called me Wednesday night and said, um, you know, why don't you come back? I resigned from Bitterman's on Thursday <laughs> and started Friday morning. Gosh, and uh, on the desk was Bruce yes. Lindsay. Yeah, yes. well, we probably can't tell too many stories about him. No. Interesting character, to say the least. Yes, on he the maybe desk. threw a typewriter at me during my early months <laughs> there at the TV station. That would not yes. be unusual. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I'm going to leave it right there with Bruce, okay? Yeah. Well, God just, rest his soul. Yeah, yes. God, God rest his soul. Yeah, the trunk of his car. Oh, oh good yeah, Lord. we'll yes. leave that alone. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to leave that one alone right now. Uh, yeah, you can use your imagination, folks. Never mind. Okay, but uh, so you get in there, and I really didn't know that you were interested in the sports, and I'm not sure you did it. You probably were, but oh, yeah. you probably didn't know how to approach it, especially when you first well, you walked in. you were scary. Oh, well, thank you very <laughs> you much. You were all very <laughs> scary. Thank goodness my desk was just separated from the sports department just enough, even though I was so curious. I had asked Joyce, the news director, could I could I sit back there? Could I move my desk back there? She's like, I don't know that. You're like feeding to the lions if you do that. Know, but, yeah. um, you know, connected with Dave Helling and Bob Dill and Doug Sadoff, and, of course, you've played a big role in that um al taught me how to edit yeah right and i mean i still get to edit once in a while for sports commission stuff god that's amazing see al was the nice guy yes and then frank was not the nice guy i i, I know that but, but then but, but then how did you then so you're going to start doing then you did chirons did you do yeah. those right away well that chirons are folks for just of you don't know they're the names you see underneath and, and their titles that you see underneath on on the tv screen yeah yeah so two things happened, again, pivotal in my career at this time. I'd been with the station maybe six months, um, had started producing Crime Stoppers mm -hmm. and a few other things. We, uh, I was working with creative services a little bit, mostly news. But uh, Fr Fred Whitbrot came and said, hey, we are doing some side productions with NCAA and softball. You have a background in sport. You understand the game, would you be willing to jump in the TV truck and produce or, you know, do the Chiron for mm -hmm. some of these games? And I thought, I don't even know what that means, but yes. I'm yeah. <laughs> and I showed up 
And in the morning, Fred taught me how to run the machine. I'm a quick learner and started doing all the freelance sports I could within my first, like I said, six to eight months of the, of that. The second thing that changed is, is his wife gave birth to their first son mm-hmm. and went on maternity leave. And Fred's like, well, Kathy is a fast typer and can learn anything. And he goes, let's pull her into the control room. So then I started to learn behind the scenes, and that's where my my heartbeat was. Yeah. It was certainly, I love the speed of drop the story. It's live right now. All yeah. the time. I mm-hmm. love that feel and that chaos, and I kind of found my niche then. Yeah, so I will tell the story. Okay, and she'll probably poo-poo it, but it's true. So one day she's doing Chiron for sports, and she's doing a news deal, right? So we get on, and we do the sports segment, and uh, – there was a Chiron that was misspelled in sports. And uh, so I waited until, I think I waited until the newscast was over. The air. I think I waited, at least I was that nice. I waited till we got off the air and I, I walked into her and I said, um, I said, uh, I'm not even sure I knew who you were at the time. And I just said, uh, You do the Chirons? And she said, Yes. And I said, you know, you. she said, I, I know I misspelled that. And I'm very sorry. I said, okay. Because she said, tell, tell you one thing. And I can't use the language I use, which is terrible. (laughs) But I can't can't use the language I use. But I told her, look, you can screw uh, screw the news up. You can do the weather up. I don't care. Don't ever screw up sports. And I didn't realize your finger was really (laughs) strong as you bumped me in the nose. I didn't touch you. I didn't touch your nose, I don't think. But it was, like, right there. And I just remember sweating bullets thinking, I never want to disappoint you ever. I mean, I really. That's crazy. But that was was the one time you were not nice to me. Yeah, yeah. Other times you were. Well, you were back. It was interesting because when Fred said you were doing all this other stuff, you were back in sports a lot. You then ended up. Coming back and learning from Al mm-hmm. and find out, well, how are you doing that? And what are you mm-hmm. putting your scripts in? What about the over-the-shoulders? Mm-hmm. You see those old graphics you see all the mm-hmm. time. And How do you guys do everything? You were very interested in what we were doing. Well, and Gordon Docking. That's right. Huge. Learned so much from him. Yep. And John, I forget. Kelly? John. Yes, John, John Kelly. John Kelly, uh-huh. Was great. We would Ended sit. up on Entertainment Tonight. Yes, and we would <laughs> sit and talk about what if you angled this story this way, and he would walk me through how he puts his show together. But how many hours did I spend back with you, not necessarily talking about sports, but talking about life? Yeah, yeah, you did. You talked about it all. Because because even if you just sat there and observed, we'd always have, because you have you have this time, but you have an outside life. You know, a phone would yes. ring, and you think it'd be a sports story. No, it'd be your wife or one of your kids calling up, Dad, I get to Dad, yes. Dad. You know, I'm going, uh, I got, I'm, I'm busy. Click. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and those know? phones had that cord attached to your desk. Yes. So you couldn't walk around at you, that time, You couldn't right? leave the yes. room. There, there was no such thing as a cell phone at yeah. that time. That was way back in the day. But you you did learn a lot. Now, was always very good at that. He handled all the interns. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever won me around an intern because we'd have driven all those interns from the business immediately. Right. And uh, so they they said, uh, we'll take care of this, Frank. You just handle whatever you're going to handle and, and let go from there. But yeah. So then... You leave um, Channel 4, mm-hmm. okay, and I think you went, was that when you went right to, did you go to Time Warner? At yeah, that, to uh, Metro Sports. You went to Metro Sports mm-hmm. and Time Warner, which was really in your wheelhouse at that point, right? Yes, I was doing, well, every weekend I was working for the NFL or for NASCAR or the NBA. 
So I would fly to Chicago Saturday morning. I'd work a Bulls game, fly back maybe Saturday night, Sunday morning. Um, and then the NFL, I would fly out Saturday morning and typically fly back Monday morning in time to get to work at 2 o'clock Monday. Wow. Uh, so I was always working two jobs during my time. I spent 12 years at Channel 4. It switched on my wedding day to Fox, from NBC to Fox. <laughs> yes, Our general manager at the time, Earl Beal, called my mom and asked that we move my wedding. <laughs> She's like, no, we're not no, moving. No, we're not moving a wedding. So yeah. I remember September 10th. Is the anniversary of when oh, that's funny. I remember that. NBC to Fox. Um, but 12 years there, and then uh, that was probably the most difficult decision in my professional career, that opportunity had arise. So I had met a couple of the guys that were starting this idea of high school sports on television, mm-hmm. and they we had called them in to help us work through the idea of Chiefs preseason football on television. No one was televising right. preseason games. So we had this crazy idea at Fox 4 that we wanted to try and do that, but we needed a truck to do that. They owned a truck. They came in, and I said, how many um, drops do we need for phone lines, You know, cable pulls? What do we need to do here? for?" And they, they were like, how do you know all this? And I go, I've spent you know 15 years on yeah, the TV doing truck. So we hired them. Um, we I produced the Chiefs preseason games for, I think, three years before they said, hey, we really have this idea of starting a sports television station. Can you write a business plan for us? So my spare time, I wrote a business plan. And then they're like, we think we want to hire you to help us form this TV station. So I tell my husband, I'm going to take this ridiculous pay cut. And I'm going to go work in cable, which back then was so not cool to get out of broadcast to cable. Um, And I took the leap in December. I I got us through elections at Channel 4. And right after elections, I think I gave six weeks notice, got us through presidential elections, and then that was it. Left. Mm-hmm. That was it. And then uh, and it really took off. I mean, time oh really took off with the, the high school sports thing was a great thing. I remember yeah. when I came here, met Jack Harry and Don Fortune, and I think Gene Fox were all standing on the sidelines up in Liberty when the Chiefs used to be at Liberty. And I'd just gotten here. I'd gotten here in April, and this was August, okay, or end of July. We're up there for preseason camp. And they all came up to me and introduced themselves and said, hey, where'd you come from, Don, from? And I said, I was up in Green Bay and before I got here. And then they asked, they said, uh, uh, you're not going to cover high school sports here, right? Boys, Jack, boys, boys, we don't, we don't cover high school sports. We, we, don't, we don't do the high school thing. I'm in the back of my mind. I know I'm going to because we're already going to do it this coming season in a couple of weeks. It's going to be on the air. So I didn't say a word. I say, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's a little, little different here than it was in Green Bay. And all that. then it comes on the air. And Jack didn't talk to me for a year. Oh, my God. He was so upset at me. He <laughs> was really mad. But then you guys really, you didn't pick up my deal, but you just, you picked up which was really a lost niche in Kansas City with, uh, the high school football coverage and basketball yeah. and all the and other high school sports, everything, and baseball, everything, and track yes, because we televised Boys the and entire girls. game, yes, the entire game, not just highlights, which was the difference in the kind of the thing. We couldn't survive off of just high school sports though, as a cable right. station. So the plan was then to grow into amateur and then professional sports. So we picked up 
Uh, we took over RSTN, the Royal Sports Television yes. Network. Yep. I will never forget our first Royals game. At midnight, one of the guys from the station was sitting on the floor next to my desk, and we were trying to figure out how to put commercials into the game. <laughs> and he's like, the game airs in 16 hours. I'm like, I know. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Um, but we figured out how to create commercial breaks and tape promos and hire talent. I mean, yeah. It was just like that. So we ran RSTN for quite a few years before we sold it. That sold that off to Fox. Yeah, that's crazy. And now all this time while you're doing this, I think you were, I'm not sure exactly what, what the t- what the cross time was, but you were actually volunteering Yes. under Kevin Gray Yes. at, it was then the Greater Kansas City Sports Commission, now the Kansas City Sports Commission, and you were actually volunteering and doing other things. Like I said, mm-hmm. you're a master juggler with doing everything else you're doing. Uh, talk about that experience a little bit, and then the crossover, and all of a sudden, you're there. Yeah. So early on in my career at Metro Sports was introduced to the Sports Commission. Um, Kevin had worked at the Royals, and actually I'd gotten to know Kevin when I was at Channel 4 because mm-hmm. he had worked for the Royals. He would call the sports department, and I would pick up the call. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's that guy again yeah, wanting not, us yeah, to cover Yeah, Kevin was something. great, yes. <laughs> um, so I started to volunteer. I ran the marathon, which is owned by the Sports Commission. I became a donor, you know, with they have membership, and yes. I wanted to financially contribute to sports in our city. And then – Started to um, grow from there. I chaired the awards banquet. I chaired the Win for Casey luncheon. I became a board member. So it was like all in because everything they were touching was important to me. Yes, right. From youth sports to amateur and that, not really in the professional world at all back then. And then in 2010, in March of 2010, Kevin came and said, you know, why don't you come off the road? Because now I'm at Metro Sports. I'd been Channel 4 12 years, Metro Sports 11 years. And at Metro Sports, my role had grown significantly where I was launching a Metro Sports in 11 other cities. Yes. So we took that model for Time Warner. And, and I was in Green Bay, San Antonio, L.A., New York. So I would fly out on Sunday night and fly home on Friday. And my husband raised our daughters. Yeah. Thank goodness. He did a great job. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but... But he's Kevin Gray said, you should come off the road and, and come work here. And I, I said, oh, my gosh, no, there's no way I would do this. I love television. I love production. You know, I love the chaos of this. And he kept after me. We would go for a cocktail and he'd smoke a cigarette. Yeah, and have I his remember. Glass and he's like, you really need to think about this. And uh, he can be very persuasive, very yeah, persuasive. And I told him, you know, you're probably the only person next to Frank Bull that I would change my career for. When I think about, again, another pivotal pivotal time. Um, and he, he said, really, you know, for your lifestyle and everything, this could be a good opportunity. So I finally agreed in August of 2010 and went to work as the Win for Casey director under Kevin's leadership at the Sports Commission. It's a program under the right. Sports Commission. And when Kevin was there and he started, he was the only employee. Correct. He was the only full-time employee. Right. And by this time, it still wasn't very— Five of us. There was five of you. Yeah, I know. There were very, very few people there. But then, yeah. uh, you know, the tragic yeah. happening with Kevin at the end, a dying from the cancer, very rare bone cancer. But um, he died shortly after that. Yeah. He, six months after I came on staff full-time, um, Kevin and I were at the NAIA Men's Basketball Championship during the day. Right. Our office was at that old house off Pennsylvania. Right. And we would walk to Municipal and walk the couple blocks back to the house, and we were walking back to the house. 
and there were steps to get to the front porch, and he couldn't step up. Right. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're not that much older than me. What in the world, you old man? And we yeah, were teasing, right. and he's like, I need to sit down. I need you to call my wife. I'm like, all right. And he goes, I think I you know, hurt my hip when I, I was working out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he oh, knew no, he didn't know, or not, yeah. but he, he was, knew he was in hurt. pain. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we called his wife. She came and picked him up, took him off. And I was heading out on vacation the next week. Actually, my husband and I were taking a cruise with a whole bunch of friends. And I got a phone call on the cruise ship. And it was Kevin. Wow. And it was Tuesday. This had happened on Friday when he couldn't walk up the steps. And he says, I'm so sorry to bother you. I have really bad news. I've been diagnosed. It's going to be quick. And I thought he meant quick, like the treatment will be Yeah, quick. and I'll be back at work, but I'll be gone for a little while, yeah. He knew immediately because he said he had they had done a scan and he lit up from he said from his earlobes to his ankles. Yeah, yeah. He had mm-hmm. a rare bone cancer, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it Very was rare. muscle cancer. Yeah, something that something got into bizarre. his system. Yes. And he didn't had no indication, Mm-mm. zero indication. Yeah, I can still remember his funeral, St. Yeah. Thomas More. I've never seen so many people packed yeah. into a church or just outside. I remember Father Farnan did the yes. did the ceremony. Yeah, and they were like, they're like half the clergy in in kansas city was in the church you know so it was uh, it was just phenomenal and then we did the after service reception at minas or at um at midland theater yes yeah just incredible yeah yeah exactly so then all of a sudden you're wondering do i have a job right but (laughs) all of a sudden (laughs) you are the job how did that how'd that come about so quickly like that well you know it really wasn't quick um they formed i mean everyone was in shock right Mm -hmm. we the board of directors pulls the staff in um we talked about you know next step cindy smith who had been there for many many years stepped in as interim president and the board started their search and they went through hundreds of candidates and they were calling people all across the country and they had interest from every corner you could imagine and they got through the end of summer and it got to be August, September, and one actually the board chair at that time, Pete Siaco, came to me and he said, you know, we, we think you ought to consider this. And I'm like, no, no, no. He said, I'm going to go back to television, <laughs> right? I, I'm like, if this, if this organization can sustain itself, great. I'm here to help, but it might be time for me to figure out what's next. He's like, we think this could be next for you. And again, I hesitated. I think I said no three different times. Wow. And finally, Pete said, well, at least just come and interview and visit with our search committee. It was a committee of seven. And he said, we just really want you to think about what this could be. And we'll get a mentor for you and figure out a few things. So I met with a group of seven. I knew all of them. They were board members. And they said, you know, we have a high interest in you being in this position. Right. And I'm laughing, thinking... I have no clue what I'm doing. I don't know that you would want me to do this. And then I went and had one-off meetings with each of the seven. And one of the seven was female. And I thought, this will be my person that really helps me connect the dots. And Right. You know. So I go to breakfast and had a great early conversation. And then it was, if you decided to do this, when would you do your Christmas shopping? Ooh. Wow, I like that question. <laughs> and, and I thought, oh, I, I said, I'm not really a big shopper at all. And I, I don't know. I just, I wouldn't. I said Lance. Right. <laughs> well, and then I sat there and she's like, but, you know, grocery shopping and all this, when you get that done. And so I paused for a moment 
And I said, did you ask the male candidates the same Ooh. question? Here comes dad again. Yeah. Here comes and dad again. And I, my gosh, I said, I, I don't think that would be my concern with this role. And I thought, I am interested. Yeah. Like, maybe I can make a difference. I'm going to push this right back in their nose. I'll be okay. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm going to be just I mean, fine. My so kids will survive. They will. Yes. And so then you say yes. 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 I said yes in November, right around Thanksgiving of 2011. Yep. And, and as Kevin Gray used to say, you always, always used to say, say to me, you always say, Frank, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. You always say, we'll figure it <laughs> we'll out. Figure out. Go, Kevin, how are you going to do all this? He goes, Frank, we'll figure it out. And so I think Kathy yeah. just picked that up and went, uh, yeah, you know, I do we'll keep a out. handwritten note that he wrote to um, a few of us on staff. I keep it in my top desk drawer, so I see it every day when I open my desk drawer. And it says, it says, if you can relay it to us, it says uh, that when he hired me, he saw something in me that he thought would be special for Kansas City. It's great. Yep. I got you. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop talking I about it. I got it. Yeah, but I so, keep that, and I see that, and I think, you know. Oh, yeah, really important. And, and he was big on faith, family, and yes. the community. He yeah. loved Kansas City. Yes. And that was, that was a big, that's why I always say it's just something about Kansas City and people. And if Kevin was still with us, mm-hmm. um, he'd be sitting in here as well. Yep. So, you know, and I think you would have done things that you'd be sitting in here as well. So you, you go through it, and there's very few full-time employees, when did you realize we're not doing enough? I mean, we're, we, we're, we're, doing, we're doing okay, but we could be so much better. And I know maybe the Kemper had something to do with that or whatever. Look, maybe we need a new arena or whatever. But when did you start thinking that we can really bring it? We can do, we can do better, Kansas City. Yeah. You know, pretty early on, I think um, my vision is, was probably different than Kevin's. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. So I also felt like now's the time to try and adjust. You know, with change comes opportunity. So we had 37 board members, most of which were friends of Kevin's, Kevin's, high school friends, fraternity friends. Um, And we really sat down with the board and said, what are we doing as a board? What's our vision as a board? So we fired our board and started over. Mm -hmm. And that was really from the board saying, we don't have the right people in the room. Um, so we repositioned the board. Uh, we fired our sports commission banquet. You remember we used to do 17 awards. Oh, I remember, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It Interminable was painful. Night. Three right. hours of pain. Blah. <laughs> uh, we had sponsors that would say, I'll give you money. Don't make me go to that event. Like, I don't want okay, a table. Right. We <laughs> or if I have this. a table, I won't be there. I won't be there. We've got to <laughs> fix that. So things like that. I'm also a big believer in... Uh, and I do this still to this day with our staff, start, stop, continue. What should we start doing? What should we stop doing? And what important. do we continue doing? Yeah. And we did that early on, you know, 12 years ago. And I think that was eye-opening to a lot of people about why why are we doing this event? This means nothing. Right. The other thing we did is we went in and reset our strategic plan. Um, and, I, and I'm appreciative and believe in strategic planning, but I also know a lot of people do a strategic plan that's hundreds of pages long, and oh, then yeah. it collects dust. Yeah, We have a strategic dashboard that everyone has on their desk. It's one page. When you come to work, you will be working on one of these four things that mean something to Kansas City. Right. So we tier our events. We're making sure we always have tier one events, which are significant, Big 12, NCAA, 
Chiefs parades, NFL yeah. draft, but we're also uh, very, World Cup. World Cup. <laughs> we're also particular on things like camps for kids and clinics and our kids learning to play golf and lacrosse and field hockey and wrestling. So we make sure that that our swath of events covers all that. Yeah, and it's and it's always men and women or yes. boys and girls. Correct. So no one is is left out. And just to read down just some of the things. I mean, I'm not even. I'd be here all day doing this. Um, NCAA volleyball, U.S. figure skating championships, U.S. gymnastics championships, NCAA regionals, NFL draft, Big 12 tournament uh, extension, by the way, uh, NCAA wrestling, 2026 World Cup. It, it tells me this. It, it tells me this is unbelievable. But people, the first thing some of these people would say is Kansas City. Is that in Missouri or is that in Kansas? <laughs> right. Where is exactly is Kansas City? You you put us on the map for those things. People started coming. We got more hotel rooms. We have a new arena. We have a new airport. We have a new women's soccer facility. We have the men's soccer facility out there. You've got Arrowhead and you've got Decay. And, you know, baseball may move downtown. We don't know. We're not worried about it. The thing this tells me is you were never afraid to call anybody. I mean, nobody intimidated you. I mean, okay. World Cup soccer, I'm not even sure they speak English, most of those guys, okay? so. <laughs> but think about it, um, and I really do credit you and others like you early in my career to help me get past that. My mom still laughs about, I never let go of her leg growing up, that I was the shyest kid mm -hmm. around. You helped me come out of my shell and not be intimidated to pick up the phone. I also am a big believer in people when they tell me no, that it's not no. It's, it's maybe temporary. not yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. It's just not yet right now. Do you have any it. idea how many times uh, George Brett says no to me? Right. You got any idea? <laughs> <laughs> he says no to me as well. Yeah, right. Yes. So, yeah. so you just have to keep going. But that that, that yeah. is the persistence is great not being intimidated. These are human beings. Right. Uh, you know, no matter what, these people are still – human beings and yeah. they still can be contacted and talked to even yeah. though you might have to go through a handler or something of, of right. that nature but it's just yeah. nothing that should stop you no and I think for me to take that it's not personal out of mm -hmm. that equation but then to figure out okay so with wrestling I, I'm a huge wrestling college wrestling fan so we were told no twice early on in my career that we couldn't host NCAA wrestling I'm like why not well it's because your airport's horrible that's yeah, the answer. Okay, so how can I be part of that solution? Because big picture, the new airport's great for everyone, but it also means more business, which yeah, means sure more dollars, more tax money coming to the city, which means the roads are better. Mm -hmm. So that's what I love is this full cycle of even though it's not yet, once we get to that yes, I know the impact 20 years from now, the things that I had a hand in, sure. the, how it's making our city that that's much right. better. And, and it's like light rail. I mean, light rail will eventually, you know, let's face it, I don't know how many years, but it'll be at the airport. Yeah. All right. And it'll be all the way to Olathe. Yep. And it'll be all the way, you know, out south, you know, way past UMKC where it's, where it's headed next. It'll be at Waldo and, and mm -hmm. up in Brookside and all those areas as well. Mm -hmm. And at the 435 corridor somehow to transport people and that for jobs. Right. Just for people not, we're not just talking about sporting events here, talking about people being able to get to and from jobs, which yeah. is really important. So. Yeah. And we talk about like the legacy of the 2015 Royals World Series oh, parade. Yeah. That alone, that event alone is as painful, as great as it was, but as hard as that was to pull off. That legacy of that picture mm -hmm. 
NFL draft, World Cup, right? All of those things that came into play, the lessons we learned from those things, every event we do provides another opportunity. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and, and they continue to come, too. you got yeah. the, the World Cup coming. And the women's, you know, this is an evergreen interview, okay, but the women have just completed their yeah. new soccer stadium. It's the first women's only yep. soccer complex in the world, right. which, is just, which is just, you just go, huh? You know, yeah. over overseas, they've been playing soccer since whenever, and they don't have one? No, they don't. So, so things like that are incredible, you know. Oh my gosh! And, and to have local changing. ownership, yes, is you know, even though Patrick Mahomes is on, I know, but they they are not the principal owners of the uh, right. of the team. The Longs are, mm-hmm. and they have done just a terrific job to be able to step up and go. You know what? We're going to yeah. buy this team. We're going to put them here in Kansas City. Everything else is happening, and it's just uh, it's just incredible. When in twenty twenty, it was. October and when Angie Long, the owner of, of the current, called me and she and we'd actually been discussing the idea of a WNBA team with them as owners. And she goes, Kathy, we're kind of changing a little bit. We think maybe soccer. We've heard rumor there's an opportunity to bring the Utah team to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So I said, Well, let me make a few phone calls. And sure enough, that was an option. And we were playing in February. I know. It Three was months later, we just laugh about that. Um, I was going to tell you one thing. When you talk about picking up the phone and calling, uh, we always have great interns. Three times a year, we switch out our internship program. And this past session, our interns had a pretty good session when you think about a regional, Big 12, NFL draft. Now they're spoiled. Well, yeah, and a World (laughs) Series or a Super Bowl parade. I mean, everything they got to touch. So we were hanging out one day after one of our events, and um, one of the young ladies says, hey, there's this thing in your phone or a game on TikTok where you go through and see who's the most famous person you have in your contact list. I'm like, oh, and she goes, could we see your phone? <laughs> I go, I don't know. No, I, don't. I said, not for social media. So she sat there, and they finally persuaded me to pick up my phone. I go, how about if we go through my list of text messages? She's like, okay. <laughs> so we open up my phone, and in the last 24 hours, it had been Cliff, Elig, Clark Hunt, Commissioner Goodell. Goodell, yeah. You know, and she's like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, uh, Trent, Dustin, uh, Riggle, Rob Riggle. Rob Erickson. Riggle, she's yeah. like, All the guys from Big Slick. Yeah, and she yeah. goes, oh, my gosh, you would win every time. I mean, it was so <laughs> cute and fun. But but that didn't come without a sincere reason to connect with those yes, people. Yes, right. It wasn't you just calling them up to say, hey, yeah. you really call them up. And that, that's what I try to do, too. I try to just, you know, keep it business, you know, yeah. unless you're out there, you know, playing golf or doing something of that nature. But And you've never been afraid to contact those people, and that is – blossomed into exactly what it is um future yeah for i mean now you have 15 full-time employees including uh, dave borchard who says uh she's a quote ass kicker at work (laughs) and i said and he he goes i know exactly where she got it and i said thank you very much dave so winning dancing with the stars uh the the, any future things you can talk about that i'm not gonna i don't want to put you in a, a position where you get in trouble but well, um, a, you know, a year and a half ago, I took on a second CEO role for Visit KC. Right. And so my days are, are interesting and shared and split. I split my time physically and mentally between the two organizations. Mm-hmm. So growing both staffs, um, growing both organizations. I have two boards of directors I report to. Um, the worst thing is two computers. I operate from two separate computers, and I always tell our staff, don't forget to invite both of me to a calendar <laughs> invite because myself over here won't see it. 
Um, but I think for the future for me is really getting my legs under me doing this dual CEO role. I'm yeah. starting to really enjoy it. Um, I see what that vision could be in the teams learning from each other. We're looking at moving both Sports Commission and Visit KC into a shared office yeah. environment. Uh, still separate organizations, separate funding, everything's different. But, but yet, there's crossover. Yes, mm -hmm. there's so much energy and learning that can happen with that. And it won't be easy, and I, I'm, I'm not stupid. I know that this will be uncomfortable. It's like moving two-step families in together, and I get that. So I think, you know, that's come really quick for me in the next year. Um, beyond that, we have some major bids we're working on for both sides. But specifically for sports, we're looking at 2031 and 2033 wow. uh, Rugby World Cup. Oh, wow. Um, we're, you know, we were a short list and, and one of two to host the 2024 USA Gymnastics Olympic Trials. I'd love to uh -huh. say in my legacy we hosted an Olympic trial yes. for a sport. So I think that maybe that next cycle maybe we'll be up for that again in 2028. Um, and, of course, just all the amateur NCAA bids come up this year. Yep. They'll be due next year. And that's probably my last round of bids. So for me to know that my again imprint here now on NCAA championships to get us through 2031 and what that looks like so lots of cool stuff how do we grow win for KC what are we doing for equity in sport how are we supporting those that need a door open into sport um, all those things are important and and certainly focus on the next decade yeah listen if you ever want to know how to meld families just call me <laughs> I've got it. some insight to that as well okay <laughs> just just between you and I okay. and finally of course we wouldn't be talking about this except it is Kansas City. Yeah. And it, um, there is just something about Kansas City. Obviously, mm. you can see it. I can see it. And I'm not from here. You are. But I can see it. I, I got here and I was going to be here three years at the most, maybe four or five. Uh, once 85 hit, I thought, okay, I got a World Series under my belt. You know, I had the playoffs last year and I got the World there Series under my belt. Football team isn't any good, but I won't worry about that at, the, at this point. And then just to go on from there, what is it about Kansas City for you? You know, for me, it's relationships. And when we're out competing now on a global stage, not just on a national stage, um, I love that people are like, oh, no, Kansas City's in the room. And there's a magic sauce to that. And mm -hmm. I think we're humble, we're unique, but uh, we're aggressive, but yet not too aggressive. I think we're trustworthy as a city and we get things done. And I love to say that I have a seat at the table and all of that, that anyone, not only can I pick up the phone, but anyone can pick up the phone and call me. I'm pretty easy to reach. Yeah. And I and love, you're chatty, Kathy. And I'm chatty, So Kathy. I'll talk to you. Yes. <laughs> but I love that. Like the NCAA knows hey, Kansas City is a great place to host because not only will they do a great job with the event, but we'll show up. And that's a big deal. When we break attendance records for gymnastics and figure skating and NCAA volleyball, we still hold the attendance record. Right. It's a huge deal. Yeah. And I think that's why Big 12 continues to come back as well is because our city shows up. Okay. One story I've got to get from you before okay. you leave. Okay. <laughs> what did you do to the commissioner? What did I do to the commissioner? The NFL commissioner. Yes. Just here for the draft. Yeah. Yeah. He, oh, the story about the day before. Well, and the, you know, and the after and coming back to you. and Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, quick story on the Wednesday before we hosted a lunch with leadership where we had our donors come in and get to meet Roger and hear from him. And mm -hmm. I had the, the opportunity to interview him one-on-one. -on -one. And during that time, I was asking him questions and I'd ask him a question about DeMar Hamlin, and I got a little emotional. 
Yeah. And I think everyone thought, oh, she's getting emotional because of, you know, the injury and what had happened. Um, or not the injury, but this, the situation. And so afterwards, I get done asking him questions. And Roger, we go to take pictures. And he's like, hey, can I see you for a quick second? And we walk around the corner. And he goes, are you okay? And I, I said, you know, I'm sitting on, on the stage with you thinking we text each other. You call me Kath. And, like, we have a friendship. And it hit me that I don't understand how I got here. <laughs> like, how did I end up? You come to Kansas City and you invite me out for a beer and you invite me to a game. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. And he's like, come here for a minute. And I thought, oh, gosh, she's going to go, okay, grow up. And we walked around <laughs> another corner and he was emotional. And he said, it's just so um, great to have good people doing good things in mm-hmm. communities that we care about. So that was super cool for me to have that extra bond, I think, with him because he's a great guy. I mean, I, and I told him, I don't want our city to boo you. <laughs> He's like, sorry. Oh, they did anyway. I know. That's not good. That's, it is what it is. But then um, he stayed an extra day. He was going to depart Friday night. He ended up staying through Saturday uh, and just loved every minute of his time here. And he's like, we got to get this back to Kansas City. You know, the draft will be back. And, you know, who knows? Maybe there's a Super Bowl in our future. And that's one of my legacy things is how do we get a Super Bowl here at some point. Yeah. But, that could be a new stadium as yeah, well, you absolutely. know, and having a sports complex. The Worlds won't be there anymore, and you can, you know, start building the new Arrowhead as yes. you're playing in the old Arrowhead, just like yep. they did in Denver. Yes. Did the exact same thing right next door Yeah, when they took down the Erector set and, right. you know, build a It'll new stadium. It'll work out just fine. We it, have a plan. Yeah, right. we do have a plan. Yeah. And if it's got a roof, right? Uh, that'll – now we're Make talking NCAA Final Four. Yep. Let alone a Super Bowl, which would be just incredible. I know. And I thought World Cup would be cool to sail away on, but a couple other things like There's that added to my resume. Hey, you know what? Well. If you do sail away on World Cup, ain't a bad deal. No. You sailed away on a World Cup. That's going to look uh, pretty impressive. Thanks yeah. for coming. Thanks Love for you. Me. You know that. You um, I remember you getting back up after I uh, poked you in the nose, and you poked me in the nose a few times. <laughs> and uh, I think we, uh, you know, we'll, we'll end on that. And I just love you. And I know there's uh, there's just something about you, and there's just something about Kansas City. Thank you.